0: Any device that is connected to the internet is susceptible to some form of cyber attack. Apart from the fact that IoT devices inherently have very little built-in security, and that patch management can be difficult because of their physical nature, the interconnectedness of these devices and the subsequent complex environments that they are implemented in pose grave security threats across the entire network. Monitoring is a vital part of every security strategy, ensuring that all classic security tools like firewalls, unusual detection systems, or privilege access management tools work flawlessly, Suitable monitoring solutions can ensure physical security by integrating door-locking systems, security cameras, smoke detectors, or temperature sensors into central monitoring. Businesses in Asia-Pacific should be prioritizing this in 2023 to reduce their risk of cyberattacks and data breaches. In this podcast for Future IoT, David Montoya, the global head of IoT at Paisler, talks about the challenges organizations face as they integrate IoT into the operations and why monitoring may be the best path forward to securing IoT in the converged future of IT, OT, and IoT. David, welcome to Podcast for Future IoT.
1: Thank you, Alan. Very nice to be here and happy to support with any knowledge
0: that I can. Could you paint for us a picture of the security landscape where it involves IoT today? Well, nowadays, I mean, IoT is widespread
1: among different industries, right? We are using IoT more often to digitize data and try to use that data for better decision making, which sounds great, right? When you are thinking about it, it sounds like a great idea to get data digitally instead of just taking by hand, asking people to collect data from different devices or different machines. Now, when we are thinking about how security is vulnerable or can be made vulnerable in an enterprise because of IoT, we need to start thinking of what are we referring to with IoT? Because there is all kinds of different thoughts around it. So if we are in a hospital, an IoT device might mean an MRI machine or an x-ray machine. If we are talking about a a facility, it might mean you having IoT devices connected to a specific network, just getting information for vibrations or pressures or temperatures. So in some other context, it might mean a CCTV camera connected to the network. So we need to start defining what IoT really means for each of the context of the company which is interested in this, because it might vary a lot. But not only it is a complex matter about defining what an IoT device means, there is also the complexity of where are these IoT devices located. Because normally when you think about cybersecurity from the IT perspective, everything is pretty central, right? So yeah, you might have the perimeter and then you you have like all the endpoints in the middle, but here we might be talking about having a device which is sending out information on a flow of water or a temperature or humidity of a soil in a farming context or something. And that thing is by itself out there. Nobody is actually taking a close look at it, right? So it opens up different security problems or challenges there because we are not only talking about security of the information. We are actually in several cases even talking about security of the, of the device People which is trying to create vulnerabilities out of IoT, they are not very shy to go grab a device, open it, figure out, reverse engineer it, try to figure out how it works, and then install it again and put it there with some malware that can then make a network vulnerable. So there are also different dimensions here. We're talking about security of the data. We might be talking about security of the devices and access to the data, but we can also be talking about actual physical security where a device might be vulnerable. So this is a complex pain. And that's my point with all of this, because there are many aspects that are actually making the whole use of IoT something which can open several backdoors for the companies. But what I'm trying to say here, we might need to take a look at security of the data on the one hand, having strong passwords, encryption, all these kind of things. We might be talking about security of the devices themselves. So having a physical security strategy is very important. And also making sure that we are able to secure the whole working mode of the IoT devices is going to be very important.
0: Technologies like IoT, most of the technologies that are used within the information technology environment, as well as security practices and regulations have evolved to a certain degree, have matured in terms of our understanding of what works and what doesn't work. In the case of IoT, why do IoT continue to be vulnerable?
1: I would say there are several things to this. The first one is even though there is more regulations and even though there is a more of a security practice context within the vendors, it is not very cost convenient for them to put extra resources, like computing resources in these tiny little IoT devices out there to be able to deal with patches, with updates. For companies creating IoT devices, there is not a lot of value into needing to put more resources there to deal with all these things. That's seems to be, at least in some context, a problem from somebody else. My device is providing you with this information, and that's what it is. It's cost-effective. You want to pay more, and you want to make a tiny machine out of my device, that's going to necessarily cost more to me, and I'm not interested in that. That is one hard truth out there, because cost is one of the main reasons why people is going for IoT devices instead of setting up computers to grab this data. This could be one of the main issues, but it is not only that. It is also the variety of devices and vendors out there. And the fact that even though there is more regulations, there is still no standard practices put in place as to how should information be stored, how should users be authenticated? Because again, going back to the first answer that I gave, an IoT device can be a smart TV, an IoT device might be a smartwatch, an IoT device might be a CCTV or some radiology machine in a hospital. We're talking about about many kinds of different devices. So standardizing those is actually pretty difficult. And that has made all the progress in terms of security just goes slower than expected and that wanted for the users.
0: Is the lack of standard around IoT protocols, does that present a problem to securing IoT?
1: Yes, I I would say there is because we are talking about two different sets of standards. We are talking about standards of security and communication, but we are also talking about like the standard for protocols and the way that those devices actually connect to different cloud-based systems, monitoring systems, central consoles for making sure that all the devices are on reporting data, grabbing the data, etc. So there is such an heterogeneous environment nowadays that the lack of standard really is creating chaos in the iot world and on the other hand this chaos is very well used by people who is trying to make the most out of it to benefit themselves right so we have seen how in the past for instance operational technologies in factories have been the same way so they have been growing on its own every vendor with a specific device for a specific reason created specific ways of communication that led to multiple protocols nowadays, when you're talking about operational technologies in a factory, one of the main issues that factories have is when they are trying to digitize their factories for industry 4.0. that is creating a lot of communication issues. And they are now trying to reverse that. One would have expected that IoT devices would follow a different path. But the truth is, when you have different players, and each of the players is looking at their market niche, what you end up happening is lack of standards, lack of communication standard protocols, and in the end, that opens up definitely the same vulnerabilities that have happened for IT, for OT before, and now we see that happening for IoT as well. So stronger standards are definitely one way in which things can get better in terms of how to secure all these kind of devices.
0: Having said that, that, we do have a wide range of products, technologies, protocols, and communication techniques, maybe even. So is this variety and diversity hindering the effective use of monitoring tools and services, particularly these days as we go more and more into the acts as a service type of model for a lot of organizations, particularly those going into the cloud?
1: the short answer is yes, it does. And it is simple. It has to do with the way that we are using monitoring tools and the way that we are using the data to actually make decisions out of IoT devices. In this case, there is a wide range of protocols. There is a wide range of vendors. And again, each vendor manufacturing a certain type of IoT device will certainly provide their users with a way to see the data, right? They will visualize the data. They will be able to maybe get alerts on the data. In real life, what happens is a certain user doesn't stick to a certain vendor all their lives. It is very normal that you have a certain IoT device from a certain vendor today, and maybe two, three years later, you need to go for another technology and another vendor comes into play. So the complexity of this is you will have multiple different visualization tools. You will have multiple different databases in which the data is going to be stored. And whenever you are trying to retrieve the data from multiple sources, you will necessarily take more time to be able to know what is going on, how to use the data, how to bring the data into a central location, how to use that central location to provide central visualization. So right now it is, it is tricky because there are different ways in which all these devices communicate in the sense of how do they connect, how do they provide the information. And the complexity for monitoring tools is you need to keep up with the pace of all these proprietary ways, protocols, etc. to connect the multiple different IoT devices into a central location. That's exactly what we do at Pestler. We are keeping up with all these new technologies to provide a single pane of glass so that multiple vendors from IoT devices can share the information with our visualization tool and monitoring solution so that the users can see everything in one place. They can handle everything from a single location, have a central database, and they can also get central alerting.
0: As IOP starts to get connected to the enterprise, how should the CIOs who's in charge of IT, the CISOs who's in charge of uh, uh, the security aspects of an organization, how should these two work with the head of operations or the COO? How do they work together in order to better secure IOT as it becomes part of the enterprise?
1: I would say the first step there is you need to know what is the objective of you having IoT devices. Normally, the objective is you are gathering certain information that then moves across networks, and those networks are going to use the information for other applications, right? So let's imagine wastewater treatment plant. For instance, you might have IoT devices monitoring the levels of the tanks. You might have some devices monitoring vibrations of the pumps or the water pressure in the pipes. And those things are somewhere in the whole process, in the whole facility. But they are sending information to a central location or to multiple locations. But the idea is for that data to be actually used by a certain application and decide if we have enough water in the tanks or if it's too much, if it's too few, if the vibration is within normal conditions if we should have maintenance people taking care of that, etc. So in this case, once you have defined how are you going to use the information, the next step is to say how, how can you securely move the information from this level of IoT devices of digitization into your network. In several cases, the use of VLANs is enough. In other cases, if you have wireless IoT devices, the use of different you know SSIDs, different networks is enough. In some other cases, you need to have air gap networks. You have your IoT network on the one hand, and then you have your central network, air-gapped from the other, just providing, concentrating, collecting all the data outside of your network, and then providing secure VPNs, for instance, or, or secure ways to inject the data into your network. So pretty much what you need to see is a lot of cooperation going on between the people in charge of IT and the people in operations that will require to connect data into the IT network so that vulnerabilities can can be made into the IoT devices. It can be found if there are any IoT devices which are lacking authentication or in other cases, if the standard credentials are being used because that happens a lot. So IoT devices come with standard credentials which are available for you to figure out what they are in the in the, in the vendor's website and people never changed it, right? So what happens is you open a huge door when that happens because anybody with access to the website can try figuring out how to to your IoT devices. So there are vulnerability scanning, uh, patching and you know like asset management needed to be done from the operation side. and then sharing this information across to the IT people can help for finding the best ways from the topology perspective on how to grab that information without exposing the central
0: network from an enterprise. David, we're coming to the end of our pod chat here, and we're also coming to the beginning of the year, 2023. What are your thoughts on this as it relates to our topic of securing IoT as it becomes part of the enterprise?
1: Yeah, I mean, at least from our perspective, what we've seen is there is a stronger force, let's say, from the users putting pressure into vendors because of liability issues, right, or because of data security and privacy, etc. So we see that there is momentum right now for many vendors out there to actually comply with standards, to comply with making their IoT devices more secure from the design. And we foresee that 2023 is going to be a very good year in, in that sense. So there is the pressure from the governments, from the users, from the industry, and then vendors are little by little realizing that this is not somebody else's problem. It starts with the way that they are designing the IoT devices. It's becoming more and more critical since we have heard a lot about, you know, attacks on critical infrastructure in different countries, etc. So we foresee that 2023 is going to be a year in which there is going to be a lot of efforts put from the manufacturer's perspective into securing IoT devices. And there are a lot of other companies in this environment which are pushing for this. So we are expecting that in the range of maybe two to three more years, we will see better steps in terms of how to secure all these kinds of projects and make them actually not only helpful, but also secure for the enterprises.
0: David, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future IoT.
1: Thank you, Alan. It's been a pleasure.
0: That was David Montoya, the global head of IoT at Penslar, on the topic of why monitoring is essential in IoT adoption. You are listening into Podchats for Future IoT. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editorssociety.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future IoT. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future IoT. Bye for now.